This is part three in a four-part series, so if you haven't already, go back and listen to the other two. Before you do, follow us on Twitter at Keyword Crypto. Okay, begin the show. You didn't like. You didn't really want to do a solo episode because crypto's boring right now. Well, uh, it's just not. I mean, it's not. No, and really, I agree. I agree. Not holding and I my think, interest right now. Yeah, and I think it's one of the one of the um, issues with cryptocurrency in general, with the crypto space in general, is that granted, people are right now kind of focusing on infrastructure, but at the same time. No one's really thinking about how to keep people in the space once they do that Google search for Bitcoin. They're like, oh, Google search, you know, searches for, for Bitcoin are up. And, and I'm like, great. So what are you going to do with all those searches? What, what all those people like, how are you going to keep those people engaged? And nobody has an idea. Like, you know, you got like Crypto Bubble doing those fun little things and crypto finally doing some fun videos but at the same time like you know we need ways to not just grab their attention but to help but to to get them to want to stay involved and like participate and help build the space and help grow and help grow the space and i feel like a lot of people are just kind of here for the charts and not enough people are like hey how do we actually build infrastructure to keep people involved in the space and, and and help it grow that way and that's yeah. kind of my concern with 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 the crypto community right now where people just aren't thinking in those terms and when somebody does kind of think in those terms like crypto finally they just kind of get attacked oh yeah not, totally and so or, um, or i mean or or you just get you know I mean, yeah or you get groups of people that just they it seems like they want crypto to be an exclusive thing. Oh, that's been my problem with, that's been our problem with the maximalists is it's like, wait, do you want people in crypto or not? It's yeah. yeah uh, it's, I don't it's know. I think that the people that come into the space because it's an opportunity to make money, like that's, I mean, that they might as well be interested in the stock market or something. It's may, or maybe that, maybe that crypto is a little bit easier. It's easier to get your money onto an exchange or something like that. Maybe it seems I don't know, but anyone who likes Bitcoin for what it what it could be, what it was originally created for, I mean, that takes a certain type of person to see that type of revolution. Yeah. And trying to teach people that that revolution is what they need to stick around for, that takes a lot of that takes a lot of effort. And you know, there are people that do it. There are people especially that when do you don't have a leader. Yeah, I mean, there there are people that do it constantly, but at the same time, those are the people that we're often often making fun of because it's like they're they're kind of like the number go up people, or they're the oh yeah, eventually everyone's going to be using Bitcoin, so you're going to want to own some of it now. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't really think about how money works, so um, that's that's part of the problem. Is we don't really we we don't have we don't have people in the space who want to make intelligence fun i guess I it's know. true i you know what i i i uh, one of my biggest frustrations is there aren't any really good how-to videos in crypto like this is how you 
Start to open up a wallet. And like people, like just the the production value is bad. The scripting is bad. Everything about it is somebody who, you know, has a computer science engineering degree and never had a date in his life. And he's trying to explain Bitcoin to my mom. And I'm like, okay, bro. Yeah. Like, have somebody else explain it. Hire an actor. Me and Jay, or, you know, I will come on and do the voiceover for you. Uh, anything. Anything to make it more interesting and to make it understandable for, for laymen or for, for, for lay people. Because, you know, I, I've been in this space for, for three and a half, four years now, and I still don't understand half these people when they talk. And it's just like, okay, I have a pretty basic understanding of, of, the technology, I can't, I can't, you know, go down the rabbit hole with some of these guys because I don't understand, you know, I'm not uh, an engineer, but like if, if you can't, if you can't explain it to me in, in like in a pseudo basic way, then you're definitely not going to explain it to somebody who's never heard about Bitcoin before. And we need that person not to be the first video people who don't know about crypto see come across and have them watch that first. Because that's just going to scare them away. You know, we need to make it interesting and entertaining and powerful and thought-provoking and make them see what you and I saw of what, maybe not necessarily Bitcoin, but cryptocurrency can be in the future. And I think yeah. that's just, I think that's important. I mean, for me, that's, um, yeah, money that isn't controlled by a government. And that's to me, that's like, yeah, it's peer to peer cash. That, I think that is such a weird concept for most people that to say, like, well, then somebody's got to control your money. It's like, no, yeah. like the people can control the money. That takes, that takes some, I don't know, let's take some thinking outside the box, probably. And, uh, I don't and, know. I, oh, see, and, oh, I, it takes I personally a lot of don't want that because I, I, want, I want money controlled by somebody that I vote for. Yeah. Right okay. now, and right now, Bitcoin is not something that anybody can vote for. Right? You know, it's like there's no, it's not democratic at all. It's a, it's a, um, a republic, I guess. You vote, for, you vote for the people who make the decisions, but you don't actually make any decisions yourself. Well, and I should say, and that scares like, me. I don't, I don't know if what I want is a money not controlled by a government but i want to ask that question and i want to ask it more like i mean money is something that we all have to use right so so that means we should all get together and figure out how it's going to work the problem yeah. with the problem with the government is that it's and i don't want to talk too much about politics but it's really i mean, we're, a lot of people are unsatisfied the way their government governments work and they're rightfully unsatisfied because their governments suck so why would you want your sucky government controlling your money absolutely and i think that's what you need a decentralized uh international currency like in like a yeah but the thing is like something like nano (laughs) like so but the thing is is like i think one way to kind of get the get governments to start being better governments, I guess, is to take their money away, you know, take like, or, or at least wake them up to the fact that people don't like the way things are working. And that's that you can do that with, you know, riots and fire and, and looting. 
Or you can do that by people kind of controlling things on their own and see what chaos, you know, evolves from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I it's mean, look, it's a possibility, but I would say that Western governments don't need it right now for the most part. I mean, like I was reading this, this article today about Sweden and about Sweden has some of the highest death rates of Europe in general. Um, death rates, like people dying with, the most with, with COVID, sorry, with COVID-19, oh, okay. yeah. um, highest de- death rate percentage, um, which is like, they're like at 7% in the rest of the country, the rest of the, uh, rest of Western Europe is like around two to 3%, um, because they're taking a very laissez-faire attitude about, about the, the virus and the, you know, they're not doing any social distancing. They're not doing, they can't, they can't be in groups of 50 or more. But I heard. Well, what I read was they can go to the that, bar. They can go to you know. They can do whatever. Yeah. They, more or less, whatever they want. Yeah, um, I read. I read that that they were telling old people to stay home, and that younger people just try to be safe. That's what they, I. Read. I think they're saying like anybody who is susceptible, like more susceptible. But they're still under the they're still under the understanding that old people are more susceptible, and that's not true. It's just people with underlying underlying. Um, uh, whatever pre-existing conditions, pre-existing conditions, yeah. Uh, yeah, or just like underlying problems with like obesity or diabetes or stuff like that. So um, Sweden, so they're not doing well. I remember reading that a couple of weeks ago and thinking it'll be interesting how this plays out. And yeah. their death rate is in fact higher. Yeah, and and they're saying you know we're trying to get herd herd immunity, and and the thing about herd immunity is that that happens when you have a vaccine. You get you get herd immunity through vaccines. You don't get herd immunity by letting viruses run rampant through your country because there is no cure. Like you can't get you can't get immunity to a va- to like a virus. That's why we get the flu every year because viruses are constantly adapting and changing. Think, you know, I think you can get herd immunity, but you're still going to overwhelm the hospitals for the people. Who no, need because to they're go to the they're now saying that you can get it again. Oh, okay. There's a pretty so good chance you can get it again. Yeah. yeah. And if it mutates, then you can get it again. That's what happens with our flu. Is with mutates. the flu, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I guess my my question is, is and you probably don't know this if, unless you have the article in front of you, is, is are people dying in Sweden because more people are getting it or is it because the hospitals are overwhelmed? Because Not I'm, because the hospitals are overwhelmed yet. But a lot of the doctors are, are getting very nervous that if they let this keep going the way it is, hmm. they have they have the either the lowest or the second lowest number of ICU beds per one thousand people per per one hundred thousand people. Sweden has like two or three ICU beds per one hundred thousand people in the country. Hmm. I think they have ten million people in the country. Yeah, and so that sounds like a bad recipe. That's a bad res- recipe. Yeah. And so like all the doctors, so this is what the doctors were saying. They said, we live in a country where the people respect the government and listen to it because they vote for people that they trust. And the people in the government know that they can do stuff because they know they have the trust of the people. And the doctor said, if they don't handle this right and a lot of people die, they're no longer going to trust the government, and that could be the end of our way of life in Sweden. Because when that you sound- 
when your people no longer trust the government, it's very hard to get things done. And America's a perfect example of that. Yeah, I think that's that's a very like a very healthy way for everybody to understand their government. But I don't think people understand it that way here. No. Um not at all. I mean, most people think of of the government as an authority. I mean, Trump yeah. even said it. He's just like, oh, the president has total power or whatever he said. His yeah. Control is total. I mean, it's like well, people like, actually think that. I mean, people actually think, people, oh, the police have all the power, so fuck the police. Yeah. I mean, well, you have people like in Michigan, you know, she they tell her that to do something because all these people are dying in Michigan, and so she does something, and then they freak out and bring their guns and, and try to, like, stick up the government, you know, by having their gun parade like a bunch of fucking little cowards. It's like, what are you doing? She's she's following the advice of doctors, and then now you want to open up the do- to. I get frustrated when all these people who claim to be survivalists can't survive in their house for a month <laughs> when yeah, there's a massive true. pandemic around the world. I'm it's a very frustrating. I'm yeah. a survivalist. So I need to. I need my freedom. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, it's people don't like being told what to do. That's 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 a thing. I know a lot of people I that I, it don't it kind of comes down to just what you believe in unfortunately not what the truth is. I mean there's yeah. yeah. And that's yeah and that and that's and I think the the, the problem with that is when you have a a highly uneducated population what they believe is rarely the truth. And we live in a country that's highly uneducated and so it's very easy to manipulate people into believing something that isn't true. I guess so. Yeah, well, that's a problem. Also, we just have a really big country, and and it's not totalitarian. So how the fuck yeah. do you do it, really? I mean, yeah. China's got a big population too, but they just like you now beat everybody over there, pretty much. Like, yeah, and they can't vote. But look at what they're doing over here. They're trying to get, trying to you know, stop people from voting at every turn. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's, I mean, we're, we're borderline totalitarian when you take away someone's right to vote. It cracks me up that these idiots walk around with guns saying, you're taking away my freedom, freedom, but when their party tries to deny Americans the right to vote, they don't give a fuck. They don't care about America. They care about themselves. They're fucking selfish cowards. And that's what I get mad about. They, you know, they claim around, they, they, you know, they, they strut around like fucking peacocks waving their fucking big guns because they have small dicks around you know they're like we care about freedom in this country of america but totally take away everyone else's right to vote as long as you don't take away mine it's just like it's a selfish fucking shitty country we live it's so frustrating to live here right now you hear that guys michael says you have small penises (laughs) i guess we can i'm talking with somebody on reddit and they're like well you know those other countries where they where they stand up to the government you know, they just, they don't have the right to carry a gun. And I'm just like, yeah, they don't need it. And they still stand up to the government and still fucking riot and still do all this shit. Those are people who are brave. Not these fucking cock, you know, fucking tiny cock guys strutting around with their fucking, you know, assault rifles because, you know, these are all, these, and most of these guys are the ones who never show up to the draft or, you know, never show up to, to, to fight in a war. It's just, you know, they're all just toy soldiers, you know? I guess. It's, okay, let's I mean, stop. I get frustrated. Yeah, we should probably move away from this because we we declared our independence with guns. So it's like, yeah, the pe- there are always going to be people who who 
keep guns for the constitutional. Yeah, but India declared its declared its independence with with uh, peaceful protesting. Wouldn't it be nice if we were all like that? You know, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's possible. There is there isn't one way to achieve peace. So, all right, and also and also freedom and freedom. You know, freedom at gunpoint isn't freedom. That's just, you know, as soon as somebody with a bigger gun comes along. But when you can learn to stand up without a gun and you're brave enough to do that, that's that's freedom. So, all right, end of that episode. <laughs>